Hello everyone, welcome back to the Classical Drunks. My name's Aaron, I'm here with Emmanuel. Say hi, Manny. Hey, Slancha. Slancha. We're drinking some lovely Coronas. Ah, with lime and everything. Don't, don't, don't say it. Now I'm going to lose all my hipster credentials. Oh my god, you're such a filthy hipster. I know. Look, Corona is a delightful drink, and it was sunny today, so we have an excuse to drink it. Yes. So, yeah. Right, today... J- just the fact that we said that it was sunny, I'm, I'm sure people that would be enough for people to, to guess what day we recorded. <laughs> yeah, the one of the three days a year in Ireland where we actually have sun. <laughs> today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, immigration, them yes. filthy immigrants. Oh, shit, I was racist again. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean I mean those lovely, lovely immigrants. I mean... Yes. Yeah. We're tolerant and accepting. We're tolerant and accepting. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Actually, no, Manny himself is an immigrant. So. What? What? Yes. What? I know. I'm not Irish? No, well, <gasps> I know. Uh, we do say honorary, but, yeah. you know, officially... I, are you saying I'm adopted? Offici- adopted Irish. Yeah. But officially... Well, that explains a few things now. Still a filthy immigrant. Like the 20 plus <laughs> years I remember spending in France. Oh, that all makes sense. <laughs> right. So immigration. Uh, yeah, immigration. Um, just just a little bit of a spoiler alert. Uh, uh, immigration is a, a massive topic. Huge. And, oh, yeah. Um, we'll, we, we will spend a few podcasts on that topic. So before you go in the com- comments and start saying, well, what about the refugees? Uh, what about, you know, Muslims? Um, we're going to be talking about but more specifically, we're going to only talk about immigra- um, immigration and, and how it relates to economics mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. Uh, so please, please don't go in the comments and say, what about X? Uh, you know, we will probably mention it later. So if you feel we've missed an aspect that's purely economical, okay, but uh, fine. But, but, but if you say, what about whatever it is... Uh, we're not going to talk about refugees essentially because that's not going to be today's podcast. Uh, later, we yes, we will, we will definitely cover refugees. Oh, at absolutely, some point. yes. But yeah. it's again, um, it's something that that we could do many many top ca- podcasts uh, on overall. Yeah, absolutely. So, first on, uh, what about majorbs? Oh, the jobs. Yes, the jobs. Okay, so generally, what we hear from the right and even a little bit from the left sometimes very sparsely that immigrants are stealing our jobs yes um well we had what was it we had um, we obviously we had ukip which was basically uh in the uk a huge chunk of people saying the immigrants are stealing our jobs that's basically what ukip ran on Um, that was one yeah one of the major aspects um so a bit same with trump yeah. Uh, according to the, uh, because numerous polls were run in America, and the three main concerns that distinguished Hillary supporters from uh, Trump supporters were terrorism, political correctness, and immigration. Mm-hmm. And and the same with Bernie Sanders, even himself, he said that, you know, he didn't want uh, huge amounts of immigration to the US. He didn't want open borders because he thought that was a right-wing conspiracy to uh, get cheap labor into the country and compete with low-wage workers. 
So yeah, even even on the left, we can see um, very marginally. I'll, I'll give marginally, you that. Marginally, but, but uh, still, yes, before yeah. we get strawmanned or oh, accused yeah, yeah. of strawmanning. But, but generally, the left is actually very very correct in this. In this, they're very pro-immigration, so they're actually very correct in this. Case. Uh, yes and no. So, so that's probably what we'll talk about in future episodes. Maybe to to uh, an extent that's unhealthy. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah yes. Maybe. So, but but generally speaking, yes. Between between a side that wants no immigration at all and a side that goes a little bit too far, a little bit too much freedom is is probably the least of two evil compared to no freedom at all. Mm, yeah. So jobs. So many. How many jobs have you stolen since you've arrived here in Ireland? I lost. I lost. I lost counting. <laughs> so yeah. So that's 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 probably the main criticism, or you know, really what just keeps coming back and. Which is which is a funny idea because when you say when you say that immigrants steal steal jobs, first of all, there's the the idea that jobs is a zero sum game. Um, uh, that there there's a finite number of jobs, and you see that 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 idea coming back and back again. For example, in France, people would say we need to reduce the number of the, the num- uh, you know the, the the weekly the number of hours that that you work in a week, because that means that that you know if if you have then that'll create jobs because jobs is a finite amount. So we need to spread. We need to share work. Uh, but it's it's a bit of a funny idea because just if you step back for a second and if you think about it, young people enter the labor market every day. Mm, way more than immigrants. Yeah. So well, it depends on the country, obviously. Mm. But but that's happening. That's I mean, population is is growing. Not as much as it used to be, granted. But if you think about the last uh, half a century we've been through, it was a huge growth of the number of people mm. across the board, everywhere. And I, the number of jobs hasn't remained static. And the economy grew massively. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you think of women, um, half a century ago, were not legally allowed to work in quite a few places and that's a little bit less in ireland but yeah, yeah we, won't in talk ireland. About, we won't talk about that <laughs> yeah so that's actually a good point because i mean it's until uh, there was actually a fun law here that uh, yeah. women once they got a job in the public sector they had to give it up if they were married um <laughs> wasn't it wasn't even broader that i read that uh, I, I was i was talking to someone and i was told that it was even broader so like once you got married you just could not work yeah and then they stopped that and then up until about the 70s if you worked in a public sector job as a woman the day you got married you had to quit your job yes right. that's ireland <laughs> for you I, that, we that, have to do one day a podcast about the 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 contrast i mean ireland is a fascinating country uh politically uh because of of one of these things we'll have to do a podcast yeah we'll, we'll podcast come back to that. that but it's it's yeah but no but that's there's a a, a bit of truth in in the sense of well what about the women nobody nobody's going around saying that women stole the jobs no that's i mean just just try picturing some crazy conservative saying that the kind of reception the kind of you know how how that would be received in the public eye hey we should never have given the right to work for women they stole men's jobs mm. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the thing. Like uh, people forget that when immigrants arrive, they also like, yes, they work and they technically take a job or whatever out of the labor force, but they're also then contributing to the economy through their consumer well, their consumption. Need, yes. They need to, yeah. you know, they need to they have need housing, house. they need to have food. So they, they shop and that then creates another job. 
So yes. it, it's it's a you know the economy is circular in the end. So you know you're so, just adding more productivity into the economy when you add more immigrants into the economy. So yeah, so you're adding the, more production. The common error is to think that um, the the shift that's induced by immigration is only one way. Mm. So you say immigrants come in and they start working. So that means that other people will not be able to fulfill those jobs. But the so that's one side of the equation of the equation. The other side of the equation is, as you were saying, they have an impact on the economy. So you cannot think you cannot think of the labor market as um in in just one way in a static way. You have to think in a more dynamic way when you say, well, okay, that's how uh, the offer uh, varies, but you also have to take into account how the demand is going to vary. So it it works both ways. And the error I see a lot of people do is um, only consider one aspect and not the other. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I think a lot of people do do that. Um, what I, th- I think they also do is they, they kind of think that um, immigrants kind of don't, I don't know, work or whatever, but... Uh, well, so, yeah, there, there's the idea. It's, like, it's I, funny I, because... Not that they don't work, but uh, that, that there's... I don't know. No, but that's true. There is kind of, there's kind of this thing that... I don't know. There's, for some weird reason, there is a stereotype that immigrants are lazy and don't work. I don't know why this exists. And they is. steal our jobs at the same time. And they time. steal our jobs at the same time. It's kind of amazing. So it's called um, uh, Schrodinger's Immigrant. Schrodinger's Immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, are, they manage to work and be lazy at the same time. Mm. So I'm 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 like okay well fine we can talk about it but let's pick one side because <laughs> it's kind of I don't know self contradictory but uh, you cannot say that they're stealing jobs if they're, if they're not working mm. that kind of seems like self contradictory uh, to me uh, right what else do we yeah have? no w- w- one other aspect is um, we hear that somehow immigrants are um, depressing wages ah yes so immigrants coming. And, you know, uh, now they, they're not, you're, you're not going to be able to get uh, such a good salary as you used to get before, which is a silly idea for a lot, a lot of reasons. Um, I would say the first, the first reason is um, you have to think in terms of uh, division of labor. So the people who come in are not necessarily the same people as the people who are already here think about the uh immigrants uh mm-hmm. you know what do they look like in terms of degree mm-hmm. or education what are their skills basically yeah yeah um think of the native population this is where you get into really fun things as well like stereotypes yeah well like- it's not just stereotypes it's actually uh uh you know, it's 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 measurable. It is, yeah. No, like um, I, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to throw out a stereotype, but it's it's a stereotype because it's true. Most of the people in my work who work in kind of IT are generally Indians, and they generally are very good. So you yeah. know, bring more Indian IT guys, please. But the thing is, it's both extremes. Yeah. Immigrants uh, immigrants tend to be on the extremes. Yeah. Um, extremely highly skilled mm-hmm. guys, and um close to no skill you know but in america you would hear about the mexican construction workers yeah here they tend to be polish but it's you know in the end not that polish aren't low skilled i think no. it's just they're 
skilled in sort of a very niche area. Like they tend to be a lot of construction is yes. what I've seen. So, so um, yeah, but the bottom line is, is immigration tends to be either on, on each extreme as in very high skill yeah. or very low skill. Yeah. The native population is the opposite. <laughs> very few people are at either extreme. You have very little, very few people who have no degree at all. And you also have very little little people with PhDs. Mm -hmm. Most people are somewhere in the middle, have some kind of education, um, you know, post-secondary education, but they are not PhDs. They're not without a degree either. So they're not necessarily competing for the same jobs to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually what the studies have shown. Um, The studies have shown that um, if even take like the most pessimistic studies we've seen on immigration, they show a negative impact on people who, so in America, for example, most specifically, uh, what happened in, in, when all the Cubans went to Miami, the negative impact were very specifically to, um, the population without any degree, without even a high school degree at all, mm. but across the board. And again, even the most pessimistic studies, even the most pessimistic economists who look at uh, immigration, they will agree to say that's not negative overall, that's actually beneficial overall. There are, temp- you know, um, limited in time and in scope, negative effect on very specific populations. Um, fringe populations, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, generally, either end of the spectrum. So it's generally people who are either very highly educated or very highly skilled. Okay, they're going to be competing with jobs who are with high-skilled immigrants. Okay, that's kind of fine. You know, they're very high-skilled individuals already, so they're going to get by no matter what. Um, and then the other end of the spectrum, it's people who, you know, haven't even completed um, a secondary education at that point. You know, it's, it's people who don't have um, marketable skills already. So, and, also, and they're going to have a hard time of it anyway in this economy, yes. in, in a high-skilled economy. So... Well, you know. so the, the the fun thing also is the job market is segmented. Mm. I cannot compete for your job. That too, yeah. And neither can you. Yeah. So um, that's one aspect of the labor market economy. So that's why I say uh, specifically people with no high school degree at all. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, they are easily replaceable. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, and it, it's yeah, it's it's getting to the point where, um, so like that's maybe an argument for limiting some kind of low-skill work in a way or low-skill immigration in a way but um and well but, but in, in 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 general terms then there is a kind of a, a large need for those for those jobs i but at the same time they're very easily replaceable i so. maybe that's one point where we would you and i would disagree because because low-skill immigration uh means uh essentially you get cheaper stuff Oh, it does, yeah. So, uh, why is it, you know, why do we have inflation, wage inflation? It's, it's, it's because, you know, the thing is, when everybody has a job already, when you are at full employment, um, and, you know, uh, companies are fighting to hire someone, you know, wages go up. Mm-hmm. Not because of, of, of better productivity, just because that's what it takes to hire someone. And, and so, when you increase wages without increasing productivity, you have to you have to balance that out balance that on on prices mm. so uh think of someone who who makes uh, pizzas in in a you know in a cheaper uh, 
be it San Francisco or here, the productivity is roughly the same. What mm -hmm. explains the price difference in the pizza is, is uh, you know, labor costs. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe someone or some people are going to say, well, you're you're being a bit cynical. That's probably true, but at the same time, you know, how do we make sure that that people get a that people don't see the cost of the cost of living rise? Well, I mean, you know, if you're paying a, a, someone in Tesco uh, three grand a month, which I'm, I'm not saying that's the case, right? But if if tomorrow everybody in Tesco makes tr three grand, your can of beans is going to be a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I know it's not necessarily a very uh, popular point, but you know, if you want to make sure that you get cheap stuff, um, at some point that means that some people are not going to be paid loads. Yeah, well, obviously, but I'm just saying there's there's no need to add um, extra. Um, what's the word? There's, there's no need of adding extra labor to a market which is probably already saturated in unskilled labor, like. Ireland like everyone has everyone gets those those jobs when they're you know young when they're doing part-time work in college when they're you know teenagers when they're all that kind of stuff and pe I don't know people generally aren't doing that anymore I feel because those jobs are going to Im immigration are, are going to immigrants but and they're generally just staying in college and stuff and they're not building any skills any useful skills and I've just seen so many of my friends you know, just go into a thing, but I don't know if it's an economic economic question or that if could it's be. Just, that's not. I would say maybe it's a class thing as well or a cultural thing. It as could well. be just a thing where it's like people at my age now just because don't get part time jobs; they just go straight to college and then because go I into was a, raised a proper job. I was raised. I, I like my my parents never gave me any kind of an uh, uh, allowance. If I wanted to get money, if I wanted to buy a cell phone, I only got a cell phone when I was seventeen because I had to work to to buy it. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're, I mean, our general, it's, it's a little bit of a side, you know, uh, uh, a side point, but, uh, you know, when we live in the generation has been called and told, oh, you can get anything you want, or just buy whatever you want. And, and you go to college and college, your parents pay for every expense. What's the need for you to go and, and, and work as a barista? Mm. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think I think Irish people don't see this. I think Irish people have become accustomed to not working those kinds of jobs. Yes. I'm just speaking for Irish people in general because they feel that those jobs aren't actually well paid enough. So in a way, you're disincentivizing people from joining the workforce. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, which is a good thing if you if you if you think in terms of um, uh, specialization. Mm, you want yeah. You want people with with great ability to work where those abilities are better put to use. So if you work as a barista and, and you are someone who's really good with, uh, I don't know, someone like you, really good at biology and stuff like that, it's a waste of your potential to put you as a barista. I, 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 I agree, but, you know, at, so, at the same time, I really would have loved the barista job when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been right. really nice. No, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's... Again, I know it's not I, necessarily. I know what you're saying. I yeah, know what you're saying. The, the the point the point is I'm trying to consider. I'm trying to consider the fact that um, um, it's not going to be fun for you if you don't have any skill. That yes, you're going to have that competition, that foreign competition can um, uh, you know kind of pull, add some kind of weight to your bargaining power. That's true. Um, at the same time, the benefit for them, because again, no, no one moves in Ireland, um, unless they can make a better living here, they mm -hmm. would just, 
you know, I mean, we have a lot of Brazilians, people from uh, um, um, Southern Europe. If they could make a better living from their home country, they would have never moved they here. Moved here. Yeah, so I whatever agree. whatever it is that we consider here to be a shit wage, mm-hmm. it's better than what they had. Yeah. Otherwise, they would never have moved. Yeah. Unless you want to say that they're absolutely stupid. Um, that's so. It's it's kind of trying to weigh the pros and cons and the fact that for them it's better, for us it's better by providing us cheaper goods and services. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm yes. trying. Just trying to get at like you know the the mentality of why a lot of people are against the idea, especially maybe uh, in the in the working class. You find like that's kind of a, a big kind of push that was in the UK for Brexit came from the working class. And I really do think it was because they felt like they had to compete with these extra immigrants that were coming in. So I think that was a big driving force, which is kind of curious to pushed see... UKIP and yeah. Brexit. So. so as we said originally, we said we were only going to talk about economics. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> no, but here's why. Because I, we, and we'll get maybe, well, for next episode, I'll do a little bit of digging. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised that Brexit had a lot more to do with cultural questions mm. than purely, I'll, I'll try to see if the polls were that specific in their questions, but I would be curious to see. Yeah. On that, on that front. Right. Well, next point. Next point, yeah. You want to talk about uh, all those entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that is actually something. So not only do um, immigrants bring skills, which is great, uh, the high school immigrants anyway, um, and they also tend to bring um, with them innovation. So they'll take things from their own country and bring them. Yay, Chinese food, pizza. We all love these <laughs> things. That they're what we crave on a Friday night after. I mean, just the fact that now Ireland is good coffee. Yeah. Oh my God, the coffee. Oh, thank you, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they tend to bring over um, business ideas. They tend to actually start up businesses and companies at a higher rate than generally the. This this kind of goes across the board, really, for any country. Their Im- their immigrant population tend to set up small businesses at a much higher rate than the actual you know, native population, which makes sense when you think about it because they are more risk takers. Well, you think yes, about it. there is a selection they're, bias. Yeah, exactly. They're who the are the people who move in a country, in a foreign country in the first place? Yeah. Not the most complacent ones. Exactly. So, you know, in, in that way, that's, you know, very good. You know, they, they, they tend to... Excuse me. Um, they tend to bring different business practices. They tend to bring innovation. They tend to... And all good work ethic yeah. as well. Because you so, have... Yeah. Um, like, like there's a reason there are no more Irish plumbers or very few Irish plumbers. It's because the Polish plumbers were just a better work ethic. <laughs> they had a better work ethic and they came and they stole all their jobs. Well, and, good. yeah, I mean... You're and, right, when I say, so. and when I say stole all their jobs, obviously I don't mean stole all their jobs, but you know what I'm saying. I, I have to sing the praise of the Polish plumber. <laughs> it, it has to be added to our folk songs in the pubs. <laughs> I, I'll, write, I'll write something, whatever. I'll find some guitar arrangement and, and write the praise of the Polish plumbers. Mm. But so it works on multiple levels because there is the meme in France of, you know, the kebab, kebab owner. Who, yes, uh, you know, almost all of them are immigrants <laughs> or sons of immigrants. Um, I, you know, one, um, I, I actually knew uh, one sorry, a um, kebab owner um, just in front of the place I used to work in in France. The guy was actually an um, um, Egyptian refugee, mm-hmm. uh, fled the country before it, it, it turned to complete shit. <laughs> um, but so the thing is, so that's, that's, that's the local shipper. Yeah. And that's one aspect of it. 
the other aspect of it is um, if you look at big business, especially in the IT sector, mm-hmm. overwhelming number of uh, immigrants. And the reason why it's important is, let's just assume for a second that you were right about the whole job stealing. Um, again, just just assume. I, I'm not saying they're job stealing. I'm just saying they're taking right. They're 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 occupying jobs oh, not in you which specifically. young people usually get a start on in their not in not, their career. not you specifically. I personally you listener yeah. who doesn't agree on. Oh, on, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, so let's let's agree with they they took our jobs. Mm-hmm. So we're going to consider immigrants as like, you know, like a homogeneous group and say, well, as a group, they, quote, steal our jobs. But what happens when you have a Bill Gates in the middle of it, mm-hmm. who's actually created, you know, thousands of jobs? Um, so if you have um, an immigrant who creates a company and creates dozens of jobs, we don't really necessarily take that into account. And uh, I believe that we should. So that's 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 one aspect of you know how immigration can actually be beneficial. It's well, yeah. If you have someone who comes, helps create a company that actually has you know dozens of jobs, well, how do we take that into account? Yeah. Well, like just taking a personal story, like my mother's side of the family, they immigrated over here from Italy back in the nineteen twenties, I believe. Yeah, nineteen twenties, and set up like the first kind of. Italian style chip shops in Dublin and uh, you know now there's like dozens of them and they employ hundreds of people so you know that's kind of the thing being entrepreneurs bringing over something that wasn't here to start with and then you know setting up and innovating and yeah so yeah yay for immigrants making jobs not stealing jobs <laughs> yes mm. So. And there's there is um another aspect. I would say maybe that's more Dublin specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear about you know the problem of uh, housing, and oh yeah, yeah. I would say I mean it's one of those instances where it's you you, you shoot yourself in the foot with a bazooka, and you blame the migrant. Mm. Because I mean without getting too much into the details of what's happening in Dublin, um, yes there is a large influx of people who came to Dublin to find work to work yeah but at the same time um the the irish housing market wasn't you know it it is just dysfunctioning in the first place yeah and that's through no fault of the migrants even even a small dysfunction in a housing market is like really bad because it is a very complex product to produce so it's usually always a few years behind you know, because it takes years to, you know, build a housing complex or whatever, you know. It's... Except in China. Except in China. But they're the Chinese. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not a racist. It's like, we'll just build it here. It's fine. We don't need planning permission or to consult anyone. or It's fine. Just build it. Uh, but yeah, so there, yeah, there's, there's two sides of the spectrum. There's Ireland, which is far too much regulation when it comes to, uh, to uh, building. And then there's... Weirdly enough, China, which is no regulation. The government just says, build it, and then they build it. <laughs> but that's how... So China, yeah. a libertarian paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, take Japan. Tokyo. Japan, yeah. Um, because Tokyo is a city that actually has seen, since the 90s, its population grow. Mm-hmm. And hasn't seen any any noticeable increase in rents. The rent in, in Tokyo is still insane, but compared but to their population but it growth... Hasn't invo- yeah, it hasn't good. increased noticeably. Over the last two decades, mm-hmm. 
primarily because there is very little of a site in you know there is no planning there is very little red tape or uh, conditions to fill you know you can just build yeah. and so if you want stringent regulations on construction uh, you're not going to be able to have a high immigration that's true because you're you're creating a stat static environment so yeah. i think that's what happened in dublin we said we don't want we like all the old pretty buildings we yeah. don't want to knock anything down yes we, we don't yeah. want to construct. we don't want to build any big buildings to obstruct our skyline so yeah no high density yeah housing like like uh, we're we're like what within walking distance of the city center now and we're in a two-story house like <laughs> in most major cities that doesn't happen that just doesn't happen just or doesn't that would happen. cost a fortune and yeah um yeah i think of well it does cost a fortune <laughs> yes <laughs> your, your house does cost a fortune it does but through yeah so so but that's the point in a sense is well how how can we blame immigrants for our our failure of not building enough houses yeah yeah so uh i would say on that point the uh irish national party the kind of new far right party that's been created is the only one the only party was actually consistent <laughs> because they're saying we don't want anyone coming in dublin because we want to preserve dublin as a small capital and we don't want to build higher we don't want to build more so we're gonna cut the migrants and i think that the left on that point is really it's just having two 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 positions that are self-contradictory and untenable if you still want all those migrants to come in you will have to lift an awful lot of regulations on housing mm -hmm. yeah, and banking and, you know, a lot of things that I don't think the left is really ready to commit itself to. But they're still going to protest, don't worry. They're going to protest about housing crisis. Which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I mean, now you'll always remember Claire Daly from the Ontario Austerity Alliance, mm -hmm. you know, one day marching in the streets saying that, that uh, uh, it's because of capitalism and, and evil things that, rents are so expensive and the next day in our home own constituency uh, where is it in, in in swords yeah around there around around swords yeah so so uh, as an elected official blocking virtually every construction pro project because i quote it's gonna uh, it's gonna you know reduce the property value <laughs> the same person i'm i'm just like okay well it, those two positions are are inconsistent pick one yeah. So if you're on the left, I, I would say, uh, tr yes, it's true. If you want stringent housing regulations, that just doesn't work with high immigration. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Yeah, you have to pick one or the other. You have to pick one. And and I believe that I am consistent on that because I, I do believe in less regulations around housing. And I also want more immigration. I do think that the National Party he is He wants consistent. to save his entire family from France. Not necessarily. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, the National Party is consistent. Because they want less uh, immigration and just as much housing regulations. Hmm. I, I think that people who want as much regulation and as much immigration are just inconsistent. They'll have to pick one. Sure. But anyway, um, so since we're talking about those right-wing nuts, um, they often talk about um, how immigration is a burden on public funding. Okay, so... It it depends, I think. It depends on the the. So obviously, we all know that um, public funding is funded through taxes. Can we both agree on that? That's Wait, fairly... that's not that's not a 
an observation of that's, reality. Yeah, no, that's an observation of reality. So, but a lot of people don't really like to think about it that way. They just think money just grows on trees that the government picks from their tree farm, uh, orchard. Sorry, orchard is the correct term. But uh, yeah, so. I think what what we need to understand is that um, an immigrant, for example, you know, working kind of like you, for example, high school job, you pay a shit ton of taxes, okay, and you contribute a lot to the, generally, the government coffers. So you're fairly, you know, paying your way, I'd say, in terms of, you know, public service wise if yeah. i compare what i get in terms of public service services especially especially because most immigrants quality, are young as well well yeah especially the quality of public services i'm sorry but the public no, transports I, oh my god don't get me started wait till you see our health service I, i'm amazed you haven't gotten sick yet <laughs> well um, I, I went to the doc once yeah private doctor it's different oh yeah yeah no wait don't 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 go to a public doctor anyway so um yeah um, but yeah, so in, t- in terms of like kind of, uh, for example, like you, Manny, you're a high school immigrant, you're young, you're, you are what I would consider, I'm going to be really racist now and say a, a high producing good immigrant. Okay. You're fiscally speaking, fiscally, yes. spe- fiscally speaking, you're an excellent investment to have here. Okay. I'm going to get in like tarnished now for saying that people are investments, but you know, if we're talking about immigrants, yes, it's, it doesn't make sense to bring over, um, an immigrant who's going to not work and going to drain money from the public coffers. So, you know... It, well, there's only so many you can have. Well, yeah, before, until you have At some point, uh, people start the... going in the street and say, hey, why is all my salary going into taxes? Yeah. You know, so, uh, and that's, that's literally how you get Germany. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not in Germany. It's like, hey, all my money goes to other people and I'm like not enjoying a single cent out of it. Yeah. You know, and and then you have people who are just gonna yeah, so um, just not gonna pay their taxes. So without without getting into the kind of trauma that I just drew, yeah, 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 it's a reality we have to acknowledge. Yeah, there is so so much that people can tolerate. Yeah, so so like I think it just depends on like you know how much you're contributing to the government coffers versus how much you're taking out, kind of. Um, generally because you know citizens themselves live here over the course of their entire lives it kind of evens out in the end because they have their their youth where they generally take a lot of money they have their uh, working lives where they generally contribute a lot back and then they have their elderly retired area time when they generally take a lot back generally um, take a lot back out of the coffers then as well but immigrants you find they they're actually very good. They come, they work, and then a lot of them end up leaving. So most too. So that's that's yeah. that's so one of the crucial uh, crucial in, points here. In ter- yeah. So as long as the immigrant is there and working, they're actually a really big net benefit in terms of government coffers. You know, most people, most immigrants and, retire in their home country. Yeah, exactly. They want and to go home. If you think in terms of uh, public um, uh, public spending, so there are three main areas of public service. Which, you know, what where is the big burden, the big fiscal burden. Yeah. Uh, education, healthcare, and uh, pensions. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, someone who comes, uh, a young person comes here, spend twenty years, and goes back, uh, not a single cent in education, not a single cent. Well, I mean, very little money in in healthcare, just for like you know maybe the occasional accident, and 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 not a single cent in in pension. Yeah. So that's that's the I would say that's probably an exaggeration but that's going to be true for a lot of people yeah uh, i haven't costed a, a single cent in you know in, in the irish government in terms of uh, education so maybe if you're an immigrant 
let's say you're an immigrant you bring your child over for education but okay we can get into those specifics can i also state though that that is very very rare because most immigrants tend to come over are couples or single so it's you know so so generally they don't bring kids so they do do some of them do but here's the caveat um the um here's the the thing if you're if you're raised, if you're a child and you're raised here, and then you actually, you know, stay in the country. So I, I would, I would shift a little bit the the question. So the question is not uh, what about you know those immigrants and their children go to school. That's not really the question because the thing is, if you're, if you if you spend your scholarship here and then you work, you know, that's gonna be paid back essentially through your taxes. So that's how that public service is conceived. It's like, well, we pay for your education and then when you're in the labor force, you're gonna pay that back. So that's not a question of immigration versus non-immigration. It's a question really of, uh, you know, we, we invested money in you and, and what what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to a certain extent, that's that's kind of the failure of, of public school is, is you have people who are financially able to pay for education and we're giving them so-called free education it's it's kind of its own debate but mm. i would point out the fact that this is not a debate we're having about food or cars or housing we're not saying oh look look now they're here and they take food and we can't enjoy food anymore a lot of it has to do with well that's a public service and you know it's taken at the expense of someone else yeah well that's because it's a pooled kind of yeah. um it's a pooled you know investment in a way you so know, it's a- it is something to watch out for. I would say the education part is overly exaggerated. If you work in the country, there, you know, it's 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 going to be paid back essentially. So the only reason that wouldn't be quote worth it is if you raise your kids here and then go back to your home country, mm. which I it's not what the numbers show. No, it's very rare. Uh, if anything, what happens is, for example, for French people. French people go back to France when they have their second child. Statistically speaking, uh, French couples do that. Um, so that's not... <laughs> the, the the burden, you know, the big financial burden hasn't really kicked in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, you're, if, you're have, if you have your children here, you're more likely to actually stay here. Can, can I also point out that when you were saying about public services, um, Actually, immigrants are also a great kind of benefit to public services because if you look at, like, for example, um, at any kind of hos- Irish hospital, I'm just taking Irish hospitals in general, most of the people working in them tend to be immigrants because at, the, at this point, the Irish government is paying such shitty salaries for doctors and nurses that most of them end up emigrating to higher paying jobs in the States or Canada or Australia or Dubai. And what Ireland does is actually hire immigrants to come over and operate its own health service, believe it or not. So, Which know, does not surprise me at all. I mean, yeah. again, we're back at a point where the question of, you know, how do we ensure cheaper stuff? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's so that's true for um, uh, medical prof- health professionals. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure, yeah, you want to make sure that, you, you know, if you have, especially in a country like, like Ireland, who has an aging population, uh, not as much as other countries, I would say. The, 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 the still very young. The median age here is still in the 30s. Yes. So, it's, yeah. so the situation is definitely not as bad as, as it can be in France. That's for sure. But the bottom line is, um, it is a question of, you know, how do you have, how you work with an aging population? 
Mm-hmm. Having people who come here and yes, provide for you know like cheaper nurses. Again, you, you can you can call me cynical. Uh, the bottom line is, I'm quite happy to know that my tax taxes are not uh, are not you know are not double what they could be if we were tomorrow saying, well, actually, we're gonna pay nurses twice. Um, that's that's a concern. So to know that immigrants actually lower the cost of public services by working for cheaper and knowing that they're going to stay here during the years when they don't consume public services mm. because they're not sick, because they're not retired. Uh, that's a good news to me, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Well, what's uh, what, what's our, our next topic to deal with then as part of this? We've actually spend a bit more time than we thought oh, have we? we would in <laughs> this topic. Uh, I would say, how about we tune in for an extra a bonus segment? We call it out and have a nice bonus segment on because we wanted to talk about what we think would be interesting uh, immigration reforms, or at least how do we cap immigration in a way that's most beneficial because as I, as we we said, there are marginal questions at the margin that need to be answered. Mm, okay. So we so we invite everyone to as usual and uh, subscribe and like that video and share it around, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Cool. Tune in for the bonus segment. Cheers.